I think it's safe to say that all of us have sent up a prayer or two over the course of our lives. I'm not talking about the times that you're speeding on the Madison Beltline and you saw a cop and you prayed to Jesus that that cop didn't see you. I'm not talking about when you're praying this offseason that the Packers can somehow reconcile their relationship with their all-star quarterback. I'm talking about the real, deep, honest prayers about the things that you probably don't even pray out loud. Prayers like, what school should you attend and what should you study? What do you want to be when you grow up and and what jobs should you pursue? Which jobs should you apply for? Which job offers should you take? Have you ever prayed for the right words to tell someone you love that you're sorry for the way that you hurt them? We send up questions to God all the time and we hope, we earnestly hope that he responds. As you may know, a young cousin of mine died last December by suicide. Uh, this caused, this has caused a great deal of pain for my family, as you can imagine, especially for that immediate family. I went to officiate the wedding of one of my other cousins a couple weeks ago, and during that time, the father, who's still grieving the loss of a son, asked me with all sincerity, why did God allow this to happen? Why did God take my son away? It's a real honest question that he is sending up to God, hoping for an answer. The pain radiating from his question was tangible to me. He wanted an answer that he thought if he only had the answer, it would have to help him understand something bad that had happened to his family, that he would somehow find peace or comfort. We've all asked God something serious, only to wonder if God is really out there. Because when God doesn't answer our prayers, it seems like maybe that God isn't out there. When God doesn't speak, it's easy to doubt the existence of God. God, are you even out there? And while we might doubt whether or not God is out there, usually silence isn't the reason we are dismissive to faith. We're caught in this between of doubt and dismissing altogether in this place of asking, does God still speak to people today? Does God still speak to people today? Well, welcome to Madison Church. My name is Stephen, and I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm excited that you're here with us as we're beginning a new seven-part series through the first four chapters of the New Testament letter to the Hebrews. This is going to be a great series for you to follow along with in your own Bible. If you don't have a Bible at home, you can download the free Bible app, Uversion Bible app on any smartphone or tablet device that you have. Now, if you got your smartphone and you're opening up the Bible app or uh, you're watching on church online and we have the Bible built right into our platform or you have a real Bible, why don't we go to Hebrews? And that's toward the end of your Bibles. I've titled this series of talks, 
finding my faith because the contents of the first four chapters here in Hebrews will help strengthen your faith no matter where you are at on your faith journey. If you've been a believer for 20 years or for 20 hours or you're not yet a believer, and I never presume that anybody watching or listening or that everybody watching or listening is a believer, but no matter where you are at, I believe that this series will strengthen your faith. We'll set off to answer questions like, does God speak to people today? How do I cultivate faith? I I don't know if I have faith. How do I have more faith? How do I build my faith? Can I still have assurance in my faith? Can I still have assurance in God in the midst of so much silence? These are just some of the topics that the author of Hebrews hits on in these first four chapters written over 2,000 or around 2,000 years ago. And as we go through this series, I will read the passage that we're studying in full, and then we'll go back and break it down line by line. So if you're following along, we're in Hebrews chapter 1, starting with verse 1. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. And this shows that the son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. As we seek to explore this question, the possible answers to the question is, does God speak to people today? Let's begin by asking, at what point was God speaking to people historically? And the author of Hebrews declares long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. The writer of Hebrews is referring to the Hebrew Bible. That's our Old Testament. And he is saying that God had spoken through people in a variety of different ways to bring together the collection of writings that we have today as our Old Testament. They were written 500 to 1,000 years before the letter to the Hebrews was written, but it was preserved for them as they are preserved for us. And those who grew up Jewish, uh, as the readers of Hebrews would have been, those who grew up Jewish would have had the first five books of the Bible uh, of the Old Testament completely memorized. And they would have the rest of it just about completely memorized as well. They were very familiar with this. And the writer of Hebrews says that this is how God has spoken to people in the past. He has spoken to people in the past through other people in the past. And people wrote down what God had spoken to them. Whether or not they were aware that what they were writing was going to be scriptures, they write it down and it's passed on and cared for as sacred text. Now he says long ago, and we have to understand today as, as modern readers, that people who were writing and living in biblical times, they really understood time and space and kind of two main phases. And the first phase was before Jesus, before the Messiah. And so when he says 
long ago. He is talking before the Messiah. While we are just having visions and prophecies about the Savior who would come, this is how God spoke to people. And so when we read the Old Testament, we have to enter into each verse in, in the same anticipation that they had of a coming Savior. To enter into this world and that doesn't know who Jesus is, but is expecting Jesus to come at some point. And just as the original audience could, we can hear from God. God still speaks to us today through those prophets. He has been speaking through people all over the world for thousands of years through those prophets. And we, are, we hear from God in the reading of the Bible. If you want to hear from God every day, you ought to read the Bible every day. Day. That is the clearest way that we can begin to hear from God every day is to read the words that he has already spoken to us. And as you and I, we read the Bible, we're not looking to reinforce what we already believe, but we should be seeking out to hear from God, whether or not we agree with it, whether or not it's challenging. And it probably will be challenging because God is sinless and God is the creator of this world that we live in is always right. Now we're sinful and we're very rarely right. And so we should expect that when we're reading the Bible that we're challenged and maybe things that make us angry or make us sad because our will is different than God's will and living in this life is a process of dying to our old selves and being raised to new life in Christ. And so as we read the biblical text, we should wrestle, we should struggle, it should be honest and it should be hard, but we should not be dismissive of it. So the writer of Hebrews says that long ago, before Jesus, God spoke to people through people, and he's still speaking to people today through these people, but that's not all. We continue reading in verse two. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. So this is the other way that uh, biblical authors understood time and space. And it was after Jesus, after the Messiah. So when we read the Old Testament, we're reading it as a people looking ahead toward the Messiah. But as we read the New Testament and we go about our lives today, we live, read, and understand as a people who are looking back on the Messiah, on Jesus, who has already lived, who has already died, and who has already rose again, and is now at the right hand of the Father in heaven. That's why they say something like, in these final days. Well, they were writing about the final days 2,000 years ago. So was it really the final days? Yeah. To them, the way that they understood time and space was that Jesus has come. We are now in the second half, the back half of time and space. They don't know how long it's going to be, but they know that the end is coming. They know that Jesus has come. And so now we're looking at time and space in a different way. But additionally to the biblical text now, he, the author of Hebrews is saying that God speaks to people through his son. You're hearing all of this. And, and maybe you say, 
okay, that all sounds great, but I'm still not sure I'm, uh, I'm hearing from God. Well, there could be a, a few reasons why you're not. And perhaps the reason is, is that we're not listening. We're not perhaps reading the Bible or we are, but perhaps we're not really listening. We've got so much other noise going on in our lives that it drowns out God's noise. As you're watching or listening to this, you're thinking about the errands that you need to run or you have a kid crying next to you. Your phone is probably blowing up with text messages and emails. You likely have multiple tabs open on your internet browser and each tab's containing hundreds of ads trying to get your attention to communicate to you. You got to buy something or that you need something. We need to make quiet time to hear from God. We need to make quiet time to hear from God, to read the words from the Old and the New Testaments, to let him speak into our lives. Time that is dedicated to God. Time in which we turn down all of the other noise in our lives so that we can better hear from God. Because God is still speaking to us today. And we can hear God speak in our time together every Sunday. When we gather, whether in person or online, we're gathering together to study what God has said. And so in this time, God is speaking, not just through the text, but through the words of the message. And not because of me, but because of who God is and how God speaks to people through people. When the band plays a song and we're reflecting on the words that we're singing in the chorus, God is speaking to our hearts. God meets us where we are at. God speaks to people in their small groups as they study different topics like marriage or going verse by verse through Galatians because God is teaching us by speaking. So God speaks to us through prophets of old, through the Old and New Testaments, but he continues to speak to us today through his son and the times that we're gathering together. But this isn't where we're ending the passage today. We're told from the onset that, yes, God speaks to people through the text, but he doesn't just want you to think of God as some cosmic life coach. God isn't some magical genie just waiting for you to call on him. He's not some wise old man. The writer of Hebrews goes on and says that the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. He sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. And when he cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the sun is far greater than the angels, just as the name of God gave him is greater than their names. The writer wants you to know, and he's quite unapologetic about it, that Jesus is God. Now they lived in a society not all that different from ours, and they had lots and lots of gods and idols. You had Roman gods, you had Greek gods, you politicians in that era were considered to be gods. You had gods of old and you had new gods being added every day. And so when followers of Jesus insisted on only worshiping Jesus, when they taught that Jesus was the exclusive way to God, that was very countercultural to the point that they could have been and at times were killed for having that belief 
system. It was contentious and people were killed for refusing to worship someone or something else besides Jesus. Now, society, as I said, hasn't changed all that much. You and I, we're not talking about Mount Olympus. We're not going to the temple of Artemis. But our culture certainly has a difficult time with the claim that Jesus is not only the Messiah, but the Messiah, not a Messiah, that he is the way to God, not just a way to God. And perhaps the reason that you and I don't hear from God is because we're not talking to God. We're just saying words in our head, or we're just throwing words up to the sky because we're not praying to anyone. We're just speaking. We're just venting. If we want to hear from God, we need to address God. And if you have never made the decision to follow Jesus, then today should be that day, especially if you want to hear from God. God is eager to speak to you, both through the text of the Bible, but also through his son and his community. God is eager and he wants to speak with you. Would you make a decision right now in this moment, whether you've made it before or not, to follow Jesus? Now, there have only been a few times in my life where I'm pretty certain that I heard directly from God. One time was I was a junior in high school and we were at a weekend retreat. And, and as we were at the altar time and the band was playing after the preacher had preached, uh, I felt like God had called to me. I felt like God had called to me to say, come home, to leave this old way of living behind and to embrace a new way, to forsake my plans for my life and to embrace his plans for my life. There were no specific words. It's just this confidence that God was near me and God wanted me to step forward. Another time I was finishing up in college, I was studying psychology. And as I began to have this indignation rise up in me about the local church and how I felt like we were just letting so many people just walk away from faith, I heard God tell me that I should plant a church. And as I laid in bed one night, I heard God say, you should do that. And those were words that I knew were coming from God. Another time I was going through a difficult time and I sought out prayer from uh, a friend's parents. And as he began to pray for me, I felt deep in my spirit that whatever he was about to say next was going to be a word from God. And he opened up his mouth and he said, lean not on your own understanding, which comes from the Proverbs. In this case, I heard God speaking through another person, quoting another person who had written the Proverbs. God can speak to us in lots and lots of different ways. And sure, there are times in which God seems silent. And that'll be a topic that we're going to talk about in a few weeks. What happens when God is silent? What's going on there? But to conclude today, God does want to speak to you as he has spoken to other people because he is a deeply personal God. He cares about you. He cares about what's going on in your life. He is not far away waiting for the time to run out, but he is here with us. And perhaps his voice will sound almost tangible and you'll have an assurance deep down that what you're thinking and feeling is coming from God. And other times it won't be that clear. 
And most times it'll come through the biblical text themselves. And if we want to begin to hear from God, we have to begin to recognize his voice. Just as a baby begins to recognize the voice of those in their households, moms and dads and brothers and sisters, we have to learn to recognize God's voice. Will you resolve to establish a time every day where you turn down all the noise from the world around you so that you can begin to hear from God? We can hear God in this time that we have together. We can hear God when the band plays. We can hear God as we read the biblical text. We can hear God in our small groups. We can hear God when we serve other people. God is always speaking to us. And as we go through this series, I want you to expect God to speak to you through the words of this sacred and ancient document.